0: Spending time with her husband, friends, family, including her 12 grandchildren. In her spare time, she connects and celebrates with the women involved in motorsports, taking you behind the wall about their journey of life, racing, and how they juggle everything to make it all work. Welcome to Racing Girls Rock Podcast. Strap in, window nets up, the pedals are down, and when the green flag drops, we go. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Racing Girls Rock Podcast. I'm Melinda Russell, and I'm your host for the show tonight. We are sponsored by the International Women's Motorsports Association and Send Out Cards. So tonight, our guest is Tori Knutsen. I'm excited for you to meet her, and so we're going to get started right now. So Tori, why don't you first tell us a little bit about yourself, where you live, your family, that kind of thing.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me, first of all. Um, My name is Tori Knutson. I'm from Monticello, Minnesota. I'm 23 years old and I race sprint cars all over the Midwest. Um, This past season was my work year in the 410 sprint car. Um, Yeah, racing is, it pretty much takes up my whole life. I do go to school online for computer-aided drafting and design. And I, you know, I'm a regular girl, I work regular, 40 hour a week job, um, and just race whenever I can.
0: Okay, that's awesome. And do you live at home with your family or tell us a little bit about your family?
1: Yeah, I do currently live at home with my family, um, which, so I'm really close to my race car, which is nice. <laughs> um, my, my, I live with my dad and my brother uh, is 16 years old, so he also lives at home. And I have a stepmom who lives with us as well. Um, and then my mom also lives in Monticello. And then I have a sister who's going to school in Sioux Falls right now. So she she's living in South Dakota, which kind of sucks because she's like my best friend and also a huge part of my race team, just like everybody else here in Monticello.
0: Yeah, that's hard. That's a little ways away for her to be any help on the weekend, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, this time of year it is. But she tries to make as many races as she can.
0: Okay, awesome. So um, what what do you want to do at, well, after you're done with your CAD class? What is it that, what kind of job would that be?
1: Um, so that would be um, just a regular um, drafter position. Um, honestly, like, it'd be great to work um, for an engineering company or any company at all that has a drafting position available. But, like, in the long run, I'd really <laughs> – I just want to race full-time. Um, I'm going to school because, you know, it's it's hard to race full-time um, and so you kind of need to have a backup plan, but really like my main goal is to race full-time.
0: Okay, well that's a good goal to have, absolutely. So what's your favorite food?
1: Um. Oh gosh, that's a hard question probably any any mexican food i love steak fajitas and i have a huge addiction to cheese quesadillas okay yeah
0: and how about a favorite vacation spot Some place you've been or someplace you would like to go
1: well i went to clearwater florida um this past winter and that was such a fun trip um just spending every day on the beach was really fun Um, but i've always really wanted to go to australia um just you know because of the atmosphere but i also would really like to race in australia so just going to australia and like being on the beach and seeing all of australia would be awesome but it'd even be a better vacation if i could race there
0: okay so you know i have i've made a lot of contacts in australia with people that race and I know somebody that that actually I met her at Eldora she and her husband were here from Eldora and they were visiting a guy who raced in the world of outlaws Mm -hmm. and so they come here in the summer for I think she said like four or five weeks and then he goes there in the winter and races with them so that's a definite possibility for you to do that. I'm going to I'll connect you to her when we're done with our interview.
1: Sounds great. I would love that. Thank you.
0: Okay. So as a little girl, did you play with dolls or cars?
1: Um I it's funny. I had a a Barbie Jeep. So, um and I literally drove the wheels off of that, but I tore all of the Barbie stickers off and put like, you know, flame stickers on it and I tried to spray paint it purple and I had my dad put like a, a bigger battery in it so I could go faster. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, the dolls and Barbies were okay, but I'd rather you know be outside driving around on something.
0: Okay, sounds good. Yeah. So, do you have anything that most people don't know about you?
1: Um. Honestly, <laughs> I wish I did, but I'm pretty much an open book. I I spend honestly all of my spare time you know racing or working on the race car or you know, trying to find more sponsorships or just you know networking with other people and just I've literally spend my whole life just trying to race as much as I can um otherwise I'm pretty mellow lady I like I love watching movies and shopping and getting my nails done when I have time um, okay I'm just like I like being outside a lot and I like to work out and be active.
0: Okay, good. So what do you do for fun during the off-season?
1: Oh, that's a tough question. The off-season is probably my least favorite time of the year. (laughs) I spend a lot of time watching um, like sprint car racing videos and stuff like that. Otherwise, I do live in Minnesota, so um, we have snowmobiles and stuff like that what we, that we go out on, and sledding and tubing at the um, ski places around here, and fishing. I do go ice fishing quite a bit. and Okay. Anything to keep me busy. I don't like to sit around real often, so I'm always trying to find something to do.
0: And mostly outside, it sounds like, so yeah. that's a, that's right. a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So let's talk about your racing story. When did you get started in racing? How old were you and what did you first race?
1: Um. Well, I've been going to the track. I think my mom said ever since I was six months old, um, my dad uh, worked on a guy's car and he started racing when I was really little. Um, and I didn't start racing till I was four years old. I started racing in a go-kart and, um, I moved up from the Barbie Jeep to the (laughs) go-kart. I did a little bit too much damage on the Barbie Jeep. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I raced go-karts up until I was 11. Well, actually, I raced go-karts till I was 16. But when I was 11, I got into um, the Outlock 125 karts. And I raced that, that for two years before I moved up to the 600 micro sprint. Um, and then I raced that along with the go-kart until I was 16 years old. And in that time I also did race uh BMX bikes during the off season of sprint cars. So that kept me busy for a while during the off seasons when I was younger. Um, but then when I was 16, I got into the full size sprint car. Um I started in a 360 at Arlington Raceway, which is where I grew up racing go-karts um and all that good stuff. <laughs> those guys there. Pretty much family to me, Mm -hmm. and um, and then a few years later, Arlington switched to 305s. So I we put a 305 in my car, and then we started racing um, at Jackson Motorplex some, and just other 305 races that are local and close by. And then last year, we decided to move back up to the 360 class, Um, just because. Well, my ultimate goal was to race 410, so um, we decided to put a little bit more horsepower under the hood, and I raced the 360 last year and had a really good season, and then at the end of the year last year, um, we just came across a deal of a lifetime on a 410 motor and decided to take a chance and go 410 racing, so I did a couple races last year with the 410, and then this season I've been racing a full season with a 410 motor.
0: Okay. So you're, you're at where you wanted to be. So how big of a difference was it going Um, from the 360 to the 410?
1: To be honest with you, I underestimated that jump quite a bit because from the 305 to the 360, I really, I couldn't tell that much of a difference. And I was like, okay, well this isn't too bad. So I was thinking, you know, the jump from the 360 to the 410 wasn't going to be terrible, but um, it turns out um, there's a lot more extra power and um, it was it was quite the jump. You could tell quite the difference, um, which I think was the hardest part for us to adjust to um, this season, just because it changes, you know, how you set up the car and how I drive the car and um, all of that With just, I mean, it's just an insane amount of power for such a light car. So um, it's been a lot to adjust to, but um, like I couldn't be happier with how much progress we've made throughout this season. So um, we're getting there. <laughs>
0: Yeah and if you don't take the leap it's never going to happen so
1: Exactly so yeah. yeah take
0: the leap and go go slow and learn what you need to learn and and that's a good that's a good plan
1: Yeah yeah it's been it's been really good so far I like I said it's been we've had our struggles but we've also I mean we can end the season now saying that we've we've done as good as we possibly could and we've gave everything our best this whole season and I I couldn't ask for anything better than that
0: Absolutely. That's, that's a good season.
1: Yeah. Definitely. So, um, do you have any marketing partners? And if so, would you want to mention them so they get some publicity? Yes, of course. I mean, we would not be here without our sponsors. They, you know, without them and my family, we wouldn't be racing all season long. So yeah, my sponsors are Minnesota native landscapes from Otsego, Minnesota, Uh full throttle graphics from Clark, South Dakota, Ken Howeller Roofing LLC from Clearwater, Minnesota; R&W Welding from Osseo, Minnesota; and ASI Racing Products from Saint Michael, Minnesota, right next door to us here. Okay. Um, yeah, and then of course, like my family—my mom, my dad, my sister, my brother, um, my stepmom, stepbrother—they they support me unconditionally. Um, they whether they can't be at the track or not, um, they. If I ask them for something, help in any way, they're always willing to help me. So, yeah,
0: yeah I would not. You, can't, you definitely need those marketing partners, but even more importantly, you need your family behind you for sure.
1: Yep, yeah, exactly. And all of them together um, creates a pretty unbeatable team. So. Sounds like it. Yeah.
0: So what is your most memorable moment so far in racing? So you started at, like, four years old, and you're mm-hmm. 20, what did you say?
1: 23, 23.
0: So you've raced almost 20 years.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's crazy to think about. I mean, there's definitely been some record book book moments throughout the years in all different classes, Um, but I think probably the best one would be this season when I made my first World of Outlaw A-Main at Cedar Lake. Um, It wasn't only just a World of Outlaw A-Main, but it was a 41-lap race for Jason Johnson too. So okay. that was cool. Um, yeah, ever since my, I went to my first World of Outlaw race, I've, I wanted to race with the World of Outlaws. And, you know, I got to race with the World of Outlaws at the beginning of the season. And that just, you know, I was one happy camper <laughs> at that point. Um, and then to make a World of Outlaw A-Main was seriously just a dream come true.
0: Absolutely. Because I saw World of Outlaws at Eldora mm-hmm. and no women. There were no women racing at all that weekend. And I was really disappointed because, you know, I go through the pits and search out the women that are there and there weren't even very many women like in the pits even helping or anything. It was really strange for me because I thought there would be more women there than what I saw. And yeah. it surprises me that there's not a woman racing World of Outlaws. So you need to get busy, girl, and get up there.
1: <laughs> I I guarantee you I'm working as hard as I can. I mean, my end goal would to be racing full-time with the World of Outlaws. I have a lot to figure out and a lot to upgrade and just learn before I get there. But I'm not going to stop until I get there. That's my end goal. So
0: Okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. That makes me feel better because I... I just everywhere I go there's women in racing except for that. And so (laughs) we need to break that barrier.
1: Yeah, it's very male dominant sport. And I mean the world of outlaws are the best of the best, you know, sprint car racing and I I mean I think best of the best drivers in, you know, racing in general. I just the competition and the talent is unbeatable so um just a really hard group to race with but I mean they're also the best teachers you could possibly ask for to race next to so yeah really great guys and I really like racing with them and I hope to I hope to race more with them
0: okay good I'm gonna keep my eye on you about that so who who inspired you to start racing at the very beginning? You're four years old, so <laughs> yeah. I mean, who who got you out there first? Probably your dad, I'm guessing.
1: Um, well, it helped that my dad raced. Um, and Arlington, he raced at Arlington Weekly, and Arlington had a uh, you know just a weekly go kart program that they ran before the big races. Um, and honestly, though, I've heard that my mom told my dad that we need to get me a go-kart. I guess my dad was a little bit hesitant, but um, his friend had a good deal on a go-kart. So we bought it and, you know, we just, we didn't really know what to expect. I don't know um, how much my dad knew about, you know, go-karts or, you know, anything like that. So we just kind of, you know, <laughs> t- took a chance there and put put me, a four-year-old Tori, in a go-kart and, Um, You know, just kind of kept taking chances as as the season went on and kept learning. And I I fell in love with it right away. So um, I think that kind of helped my mom and dad continue to help me get out on the track and race and Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. On the throttle linkage on the motor, my dad put like a string of zip ties, probably two inches long, so I couldn't push the gas pedal all the way down. (laughs) Um, And I think to this day, I still make him a little nervous in the sprint car, wishing that he could probably put some uh, zip ties on my throttle linkage, but (laughs) um, after every single race, he'd take one zip tie off, and it just kept going. And then finally, I didn't have any zip ties, and I could go as fast as the motor let me, and... Yeah, that was, um, just kind that's of pretty funny.
0: Effort.
1: Yeah. It's a joint effort between my mom and my dad. I think my mom convinced my dad. That okay. Was, my dad just kind of. See, um, usually
0: it's the dad that pushes <laughs> kids into the racing. So that's nice to hear that your mom, your mom was the one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, um, I think, um, I think I probably would have ended up in a go-kart no matter what. I just, um, think my dad just need a little bit of convincing to put his four year old in a go-kart.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I was gonna ask you, you and you already said you makes your dad nervous, but now when you're out there with the four tens, how how nervous are your parents when you're racing?
1: Um, I they try and tell me that they don't get that nervous. Um my sister who stands next to them tells me a different story. Um well actually my mom is pretty pretty honest. She says that she gets pretty nervous sometimes. Um Uh, My dad, uh, he's really good at just staying calm and knowing that um, I'm out there on the track with people who know what they're doing and that I've been racing long enough to to know what I'm doing. And, you know, we invest in the best safety equipment possible. So, I mean, really, I am safe out there. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) In the moment, it looks kind of crazy when you've got 24 sprint cars on a track going over 100 miles an hour altogether. But when it comes down to it, they know that I'm safe out there and they know that I'm doing what I love. So. Good, yeah. Good.
0: So who helps you on race day with your car then? You're, I'm sure your dad's there. Who else like, is there pretty consistently?
1: Yeah, so yeah, my dad doesn't miss a race. He's there all the time helping me. He does most of the setups on the car. And I mean, I help him as much as I can, um, but he, he does the majority of, of the setups and is my uh, crew chief, so to say. Um, my sister is there a lot, just um, for moral support, or if I ask her to put offs on my helmet or help buckle me in the car, she's she's there as much as she can be. Same with my little brother. Um, he races mountain bikes this time of year, so he can't make it to every race, but he's there as much as he can. Um, he carries fuel jugs through me with me through the pits, and um, you know pushes me up to staging with the four wheeler and all that. So. Um, he's there a lot. My mom is there a lot. Um, she doesn't, she doesn't, you know, like to stick around too much and watch all of the action go on. Cause it makes her nervous. She, um, she just kind of sits on the sidelines and if I need her, she's there, um, you know, just, you know, for moral support. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much who's there consistently throughout the season. And I have my friends and other family members that try and make as many races as they can just to just to watch and to support me, um, but it doesn't always work out because I, I actually haven't raced too many races in Minnesota um, other than Jackson Motorplex, but that's still a three-hour drive from most of my friends and family, so, um,
0: okay.
1: yeah, yeah.
0: So, I was going to ask you, like, where do you normally race?
1: Um, <laughs> so, I guess the track that we go to the most would be Jackson Motorplex. That's um, three and a half hours from my home. <laughs> um, otherwise, Cedar Lake Speedway, we go to, um, you know, pretty often throughout the season. And that's much closer to home for me. Um, otherwise, um, we just, we pretty much hit uh, the 410 specials around here. We went to Fargo a few weeks ago. Um I'm hoping, I went to Knoxville, Iowa last year. I'm hoping we can go there again soon in the future. Um, and there was a, there was a race, um, next weekend in, uh, Spencer, Iowa, um, that we were going to go to, but unfortunately I, I wrecked my car last weekend. So mm-hmm. our season is done, uh, one week early. <laughs> um, so yeah, we just, uh, we kind of travel around the Midwest, um, you know, with a, within a five hour driving range from home.
0: Okay. So Knoxville, Iowa, do you know McKenna
1: um, yeah, I raced with her last year for a 360 race and follow her on social media and okay. all that stuff.
0: All right. She's about the only other girl I know or know very much about that races like you do. So you yeah. two are going to be the up and coming young ladies in the sprint car world.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, she's, she's really great girl. I, I haven't talked to her a whole lot, but she's, she's definitely doing really great things in the, in the sprint car world.
0: Yeah, she is. So what has been your best finish in the last couple of years? Or, you know, what what would be, like, your proudest moment and your best finish?
1: Um. Well, last season with the 360, I don't think we had one finish outside of the top 10. And I think um, the majority of them, you know, I've placed uh, t- top five or, you know, sixth place finish with the 360. Um. So that was a really good, consistent 360 season last year. I was really proud of how consistent we were because, um, you know, the competition is is really tough around here. Um, uh, what's, let's see. This season, I mean, <laughs> it's hard to look at this season as far as um, results, um, just because, I mean, of the competition you're racing with is just incredible. I was really proud to make that world of all I aiming. Mean, I could have oh. finished dead last and I would have you know just been through the rough still would have been through the rough I think I ended up finishing 20th or 21st and while that sounds like a, you know way far back place finish I'm still so proud of that like uh, it's um it gives me room to improve for sure and I definitely hope to get that top 10 top five or you know 410 win you know here soon. Um, but right now that's um pretty much the icing on the cake is just being able to finish, you know, the full 41 laps of that world of outlaw, Amy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because unless you've seen those cars race,
1: yeah. you really <laughs>
0: don't have an idea of what it's like. And they dip yeah, I mean, around I, that
1: track. Yeah, Please. I could tell somebody, hey, I finished twenty twenty-first at this world of outlaw race, and they could say, Oh okay, like, good for you, um, that's, that's great, but, I mean, you know, unless you know what, who the world of outlaws are, and how hard it is just to, just to even show up, and, you know, have enough guts to race with them, right, um, it it doesn't mean a whole lot, so, (laughs) yeah, um, you know, it's not top 10, or top five, or a win, but it's, uh, it's a win in my eyes at this point <laughs> yeah i
0: I would say it's a win because it's yeah, you weren't last, and just like you said, just to be in the a main, that's amazing, so um that that was a great race for you, I'm sure, absolutely, yeah, yeah well, um do you have any kind of a racing story, either a funny story or about a a wreck you had or about a fan, any kind of a racing story that you would want to share with us,
1: um well. <laughs> My, I had a wreck when I was 16 years old. It was actually the first race that I convinced my mom to go see. So she's super supportive, like I said, but like I also said, she's very nervous. And when I was 16 years old, she always said, you know, I support you. I love that you're following your dreams, but I cannot watch you. I, I can't go to the races. And I'm like, you know what, mom? Like, I get it, but you should really come. And so I finally convinced her to come to the races and uh, i was having i was having a really good race um a guy i was racing with um happened to spun out spin out in front of me and i had nowhere to go but into him and i ended up rolling um it wasn't a terrible roll but i ended up catching on fire um when i when i when they tipped me back up and it was a it was a pretty big fire um kind of kind of traumatizing as a 16 year old i had a little bit of an issue with with fires after that for a little. Yeah, while. I
0: can see why.
1: Um. Anyway, I but I I couldn't like get my seatbelts undone right away, so I was in there for a little bit longer than you know would be, um, uh, necess- like than what <laughs> what we would want to see. Um. So I threw my steering wheel out, and my steering wheel was on fire, and I guess I hit a safety official, and it burnt his eyebrows off. Oh dear. <laughs> and it just keeps going downhill from there and I jump out and I was you know on fire and I there was a safety official that I didn't realize was in like trying to get me out of the car trying to undo my belts and I I jumped out and I landed on him so he got on fire too and then we're just both rolling around on the track and the safe, other safety officials like stop I have a fire extinguisher and I mean, you're on fire, so you're like, no, I, you need to stop, drop, and roll, like. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: I learned that in second grade. <laughs>
1: yeah, they're chasing us with a fire extinguisher, and we're rolling around, and my car is still on fire, and so, I mean, it, it kind of, it's a funny story, it kind of sucks. Um, I laugh about it now. At the moment, it was yeah. not fun, but um, now I I think about it, and I just laugh at how much of a train wreck that was. <laughs>
0: yeah and the fact that it was your mom's first race, and then all the things that happened, it's kind of a comedy of airs, like you said at the time, it wasn't one bit funny, right, yeah, but now you can look back and and be like, Yeah, I burnt his eyebrows off and I <laughs> fell on the guy and so now it's kind of like a a comic yeah. comedy routine on television, you know,
1: yeah, so yeah it might it luckily my mom a while to uh laugh at that, she actually did not go to a race probably I think for a year after that I took me a while to convince her that she should she just should come and that doesn't happen all the time
0: right exactly
1: (laughs) but Yeah. yeah so just all of that combined made for an interesting night but a funny story exactly so are there other women that you race against typically
0: or are you usually the only one
1: um, I mean, there's other girl racers around here. Actually, a few of them um, that I met. I raced with uh, Paige Poliak. Um, I raced with her a couple times this year. Um, I don't get to race with her too often though. Um, and then there's a girl around here that races non-wing, and um, there's, I met one, a girl in North Dakota. Uh, she wasn't racing that night, but she she races sprint cars too. Um, otherwise, from the random, you know races throughout the off season usually i'm the only girl in the pits uh with a fire suit on um but yeah uh like i raced Paige a couple times this year so that was that was really cool
0: okay so um if you had a a mom and daughter we're not going to ask your mom to to give them advice but we're going (laughs) to ask you yeah if you had a mom come up and say my daughter wants to race sprint cars what would what advice would you give them or what would you say
1: um, I would say do it. Um, I mean, it's, it's a great sport to be involved in, whether you're, you know, a guy or a girl, um, the community is second to none. Uh, it's just, it's literally just one big family, um, which is awesome. Um, and I mean, it's just, it's so much fun just racing, you know, I mean, it racing itself is awesome and unique and just, you know, like nothing else and to be able to experience it is something that I feel so lucky about, Um, but it's also really character building. I mean, racing is a humbling sport. I mean, Mm -hmm. I mean, you can, like I said, I went and made a world of a la A-Main, and then just this last weekend, I, you know, wrecked a car by by myself, (laughs) and it's, it's just, um, it keeps you, keeps you on your toes, but it also um, is just very character building, and something that I think more people need in their life.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think, I think you're right. Cause you learn how to win gracefully and you learn how to lose gracefully.
1: Yep. And exactly. And, and there's just so much more than just the racing aspect that ties into it. I mean, you know, marketing yourself and having partnerships, um, sponsorships, um, learning how to represent not only yourself, but other people and um, understanding that you are the face of these people at the racetrack and um just having having that part of your your characteristics is is huge and i think um something that makes me a big part of who i am and uh, yeah so i'd say do it just because it's fun but also because i mean it's it teaches you a lot about about life whether you think about it or not
0: okay good so let's talk about social media a minute that's how I met you I Mm -hmm. I say this every interview most of the time that's how I've met all of you young gals Mm -hmm. so um I know you're on social media so how do you use it to like brand yourself or get the word out about who you are and what you're doing that kind of thing
1: um well I have um a racing Facebook page which I post all of my updates and where I'm gonna be racing um you know, I started that just because I had people at the races asking, like, "Where are you going to be next?" Like, I don't usually come to the races, but I'd love to follow you. And I had nothing to, you know, tell them. Like, I didn't have a physical schedule to to give them, or you know, anything that besides, like, "Here's my phone number, <laughs> you know, and just just call me." <laughs> um, so I I made a racing page when I was 16, and I just started by posting my updates and where I was going to be next, and uh, it turned into Um, you know, something that I realized that I can, um, you know, market my racing on, um, and my sponsors, it's a huge, a huge thing that I can tell my sponsors, you know, I have this many followers, um, and with your sticker on the card, all these people that see my pictures will see that too. Um, and so that's, that's a really cool thing. Um, and it's just, I don't know, I just use it as a way to let people know where I'm going to be. Um, and let them know where I'm going and how much we progressed and what my plans are. And you know, it just a- anybody can follow that, and anybody can you know just check on what I'm doing, which I think is is huge. Just social media is a huge part of getting your name out there and um, finding sponsors and you know just new friends for that matter, and just everything. It's it's really really good tool to to um, bring your racing to the next level yeah if you
0: use it correctly i there's some people i wish would take a little training but as long as you use it correctly some people don't get it
1: (laughs) It, it, it's hard i've definitely i've had to go through a learning curve with the social media aspect but um it's definitely worth it
0: yeah it is it's it's worth it because i I wouldn't have met you if i hadn't seen you on social media so that's good so what is your goal for your racing career i know world of outlaws um, do you have like some steps that need to take place? Is it a two-year goal, a five-year goal? What do you think?
1: Um, honestly, I I think it's realistically a five-year goal. Um, I have a lot to do within those five years. Um, you know, it, sponsorship is a huge thing. Um, finding you know, always every driver is always looking for sponsors, and it's not a cheap sport to participate in by any means um let alone a race as much as the world of outlaws do or you know even the all-star series they still have like a 40 40, 50 50 race season right Um, and that takes a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of help to come along with you which isn't cheap um and just seat time i i mean like i said this is my rookie season in the 410 it's my ace season altogether but i still have a lot to learn behind the wheel um and it, that just, that just comes with seat time. So I just, you know, need to be in the car as much as I possibly can. Um, and, you know, just working with my dad on how to get the, get the car to keep handling good and better. And, you know, just uh, looking at things of where can we, where can we improve on? Where are we good right now? Um, kind of, kind of things just weighing out the you know the things that we've executed well on, and the things that we need to improve on, and um, just you know finding help to 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 come with to all these races is hard because um, not everybody can you know just give away their Fridays and Saturdays and then right. Sundays <laughs> to go ready until two in the morning, and that's um, a that's a lot to ask of people. So um, yeah, it's um, it all comes down to seat time and sponsorship and just keep on moving forward really Um, yeah
0: you're right Yeah. so what is your very favorite part of being a race car driver
1: uh honestly i think the challenge of it all is my favorite um it's i mean you know there's all the things like meeting the fans and people that look up to you and um just being able to call yourself a race car driver is awesome and really cool um but i think when it all comes down to it and you know they they give you the push start and you're about ready to line up for a race with next to donnie Schatz and darren Pittman and all of these huge names and just not really knowing how it's gonna go but just knowing that you're gonna give your best and just try and be better each time is is hard to do when you're racing with people like that so um i i really just like the challenge of you know, wanting to go faster with each lap and wanting to be smoother with each lap and just getting better finishing places and setting up a car that handles better and all of that. I just, I really like the challenge of it all.
0: Okay. So what is it that you're thinking about right before they drop the green flag?
1: Um, honestly, I say a prayer (laughs) and ask God to keep me safe, um, fast and smooth and, um, yeah, I'm pretty much just, you know, I'm going to floor it. But uh, I'm also just asking to be safe and everybody else to be safe with me. Um, and then the green flag drops and it's, it's all game on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So what is your car number and how did you choose it?
1: Uh, so my car number is 14K. It's, I've been in 14K since I was four years old. Um, I chose that number because my birthday was November 14th. Um, as a four year old, that was pretty big day of the whole year was my birthday. So, um, 14 seemed pretty fitting. Um, but we showed up to the track and there was already a number 14 go-kart there. So they said you can either put an X or a K behind it or change your number. Um, and I, and we just decided to put a K behind the 14 and just, just kind of stuck.
0: Okay. All right. And what color is your car?
1: Uh, This year, my car was mostly purple with some orange and black and white.
0: Okay. All right. I'll I'll dig a picture off Facebook and post it on our page.
1: That sounds Uh, good.
0: Yeah. So people can see your car. Yeah. So on race day, do you have a routine? Do you eat the same things? Do you have something special that you always wear besides your fire suit? Anything like that?
1: Um... Race days are pretty hectic. Honestly, I forget to eat. Um, usually, usually I'll go to Starbucks and I'll get some coffee because I'm a huge coffee fanatic. Um, and just, you know, c- the fact it's race day gives me, an ex- it's a special day. So I have an excuse to go to Starbucks, which is yeah. always good. Always making excuses to go there. Right. Uh, I have coffee. and And then if I remember to eat lunch, it's pretty much whatever we have close by, whether it's a sandwich or, you know, we we are big pizza fans over here. So sometimes we order pizza or, you know, just something random. Um, Other than that, I don't really eat at the track (laughs) because there really isn't that much time to, you know, just run and go get chicken strips or a burger or something. Um, But on the way back, I'm usually starving. So we usually stop at a gas station and just grab something random. Usually it's like a Snickers bar and a bag of munchies or <laughs> something really unhealthy. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's pretty much how my, how my uh, diet is on race days. Otherwise, the only other thing I could think of was like when I'm suiting up, I always put on like my right sock first or I put my right leg in my fire suit first. Um, when I put my gloves on, I put my right glove on first and my right arm restraint on first. I don't know why. I just always put the right thing on first.
0: <laughs> Are you
1: right-handed? Uh, I actually left-handed. So it's okay. really.
0: <laughs> I wondered if that was why maybe you were left-handed. Okay. Yeah. I have girls that tell me they have a certain pair of socks they always wear or a certain t-shirt they always wear. It seems like um, girls, I mean, I've interviewed more girls than guys, obviously, but it seems like girls have a little bit more of a routine yeah. than guys do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, um, it's little things like that. Um, that I, I just randomly do. Uh, I don't okay. know. Yeah.
0: So, um, why don't you tell us how people can follow you on social media? I want to get that out there. You've got your race page, but tell us what it's called and how they can find you.
1: Yeah. So, um, my Facebook racing page is tornado Tory racing. Um, that that's just what it's called on Facebook. And then I have, Instagram and Twitter, and that's at Tornado Tori One Four on both of them.
0: Okay. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Now we talked about your friends and family coming, but what did what do your friends think about you racing? <laughs> is it like no big deal because you've always pretty much done it, or how do they um, feel
1: about it? Yeah. So the friends that I've had for forever, um, they're just like, yeah, like this is my friend Tori. She races. It's whatever. Um, <laughs> I was I. So I wrecked this past weekend <laughs> um, and I was just at uh, dinner with my friend Melanie yesterday and she's like, that's just, that's just crazy that you go and do that on the weekends. I like get, it, it's like hit her really quick. Like, oh my gosh, like my friend Tori, like she goes and races sprint cars and she goes really fast and sometimes she she wrecks really bad and mm-hmm. it just um, so randomly they were like, like, oh my gosh, wow. <laughs> and like, they, they kind of like get it or like they'll come to a race and I'll, you know, I have some, some fans that are wanting autographs and they're like, oh my gosh, my friend signs autographs. Wow. <laughs> you know, and it's just, um, little things like that, that they realize like, oh, okay. So this is a little more than just a, just a hobby on the weekends, I guess. Um, so otherwise, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's just part of who I am and anybody that's friends with me or, you know, knows me knows that, you know, that racing is my life. It's, it's, <laughs> It's really all that, I, all that I really know how to talk about. Um, otherwise, uh, aside from talking about racing or anything to do with racing, whether it's my racing or somebody else or anything, I'm, I'm really shy. I, I'm very soft-spoken outside of anything with racing. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's,
0: uh, that's good to hear. I'm going to tell my granddaughter that. My granddaughter races um, a front-wheel drive car. She started out in quarter midgets. She and her sister, but she's usually pretty quiet. Yeah, and even and even when she gets interviewed, she's still a little quiet. But we're we're working on that because, um, you know, you've you've been very open and able to share today, and I think that comes with age somewhat. Yeah, and, and you've probably been interviewed a few times, but um, I do I do run across the younger the girls are, it seems like the harder it is to pull the information out of them, but you've been very open and sharing. So that's been great. Oh yeah. So what, um, what about your racing or yourself? Have I not asked you about, I've gone through my questions. So what else would you like to share with us?
1: Um, oh gosh, I don't, that's a really tough question right there. Um, geez, I don't know. Uh, I mean, do you have a favorite driver i have yeah i have a couple of them i really like to watch kyle larson race he's just wow. insane i'm pretty sure he's superhuman or something because any car that he climbs into he just does so good i mean if and he
0: just he never stops it seems like he races you yeah. know if it's uh he has a friday night open he flies wherever and races a sprint car and then Saturday he might be in an Xfinity car and Sunday he's in a cup car I mean he just races constantly
1: yeah it's crazy I mean I can't imagine how much energy that guy has because I mean after like a three-day race weekend I'm feeling like I got hit by a truck or something because Mm -hmm. it's uh, that's a lot of work so I I have a lot of respect for that guy And, and just to race that much but do so well is it's really hard to do and I don't think um you know people who don't race or or just fans, um, they don't really realize like how hard that is to do. Um, I agree. I have a lot of respect for him. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm a huge Donny Donny Schatz fan. Um, I, people have their opinions about him because uh, he wins so much. Um, he, he gets booed at a lot of races just mm-hmm. because he wins everything. Um, but again, I don't think people realize how hard that is to do, and like how good and how just mentally strong you have to be to race that much and just win that much i mean right. it's it's something that re, you know deserves a lot of respect um and just his driving style is really smart and i just i have a lot of respect for that guy as well
0: yeah my husband and i I think i told you we went to eldora for the king's royal mm-hmm. and of course he won it and you know i'm i'm learning about sprint cars their sprint cars visit like where I live near Kalamazoo, they might come once or twice a year to some of the tracks around here, but I never really did follow sprint car racing very much because I didn't really get much exposure to it. Yeah. But of course I'd heard of him. And when we went to Eldora, you know, and they announced him, yeah, he got a lot of booze. And I, I was thinking, well, that's because he's successful because I think you've, the more successful you are, And the more consistent you are, the more people really take sides. So I'm a Kyle Busch fan. And so, you know, it's kind of the same thing. He's a really good driver and people either love him or hate him. And I'm okay with that. I like a lot of the NASCAR drivers, but it's, it kind of is how it is. When you're successful, you have to expect that there's going to be a certain number of people who are going to be jealous or think that you've got some kind of advantage that nobody else has. And really what it is is a lot of hard work.
1: Yeah. And
0: mm-hmm. it it takes a lot of mental toughness too to do yep. all
1: that. Yeah. And I think that brings up a good point. I mean, especially like um, you know, I mean these <laughs> you best of the best at what they do and they're getting booed. And like I just because this is uh the women in motorsports uh podcast, it's just uh, that's something people have to realize, especially like being as a girl in a male dominant sport. Um, yeah, there's more women coming up in this sport, which is awesome to see. But you just have to remember that no matter what people say about you, you just have to remember that that's their opinion. You can't change that um, just because they think that about you. That they they don't think you can do it doesn't mean that that's true. Um, you just gotta just gotta keep pushing forward and doing your thing, and the the right people will come into your life and the wrong ones will keep having their opinions about you.
0: Exactly. Exactly right. So yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. So is there anything else you'd
1: like to share with us before we hang up? Um well I mean that's pretty much my whole the whole race and story. Um I can't really think of anything exciting that that I haven't shared yet. Um, okay.
0: All right. Well, I, pre- I appreciate you taking time today, Tori, to meet with us and to record this podcast. And um, we want to um, thank you so much for your time and wish you the best of luck. I know you said your season's over for this year, but that just gives you more time to work on that car for next year.
1: Yep, yep exactly. I'm already already sorting things out and getting things ready for next year. I'm really, really excited to see what next year brings for us.
0: Yeah, I am too. I'll be keeping tabs on you, and hopefully you're going to race somewhere close where I can come and watch you. That's yeah. my goal is to, once I meet people, I want to come and meet you face-to-face and watch your race. So oh hopefully will work out.
1: Yeah, that would be great. And thank you so much for having me. It's, it's been really great talking with you. Okay. Thank you, Tori. Yep, thanks. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to Racing Girls Rock Podcast. Follow us on Facebook at International Women's Motorsports Association or on Instagram and Twitter at the IWMA Nation. And if you know someone that should be on our show, drop us an email at IWMANation at gmail.com.